Hey guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube and anywhere else you can get your podcast. And we're just so thankful that you guys have found us and that you guys are here today. Uh, make sure underneath the video you can check out the link for merch. We got some new stuff out there. Also, some really uh, new projects coming out that we're really excited about. So be sure to, to stay tuned for that. But for now, check out that link. And also, if you want to support the podcast, there's a link underneath each video and under the audio section, too, so you can support the podcast in any way that you can. We're just so thankful for you guys and everything you do for us here. Okay, so here's our podcast for today. And if you saw the uh, social media post, you may have been a little confused or you may have some preconceived notion of where you think we're going with this. So our topic is (laughs) lessons learned in God's school of love. Lessons learned in God's school of love. Now, this isn't like a late night radio session, you know, where your voice gets really deep, you know, lessons learned in God's school of love. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's not that's not where we're going with this. Now, we could go there, you know, feels is feels is uh, something that we do here. But, um, you know, obviously, first of all, it's too early. Like it's, it's 9am, you know, we can't get to the feels right now. And if we were going to, Boys and men would be in the background. End of the road would be playing. The ambiance would be right, but you know it's it's too early. We're not going there right now. But uh, here's here's where we're going with our podcast uh, for today. So lessons learned in God's school of love. So I was going through my library this week, and I was looking through um, some of my books. And as I'm looking through, I feel like we mentioned this before. I feel like we did, but there's a book in there uh, that's entitled Lonely People by um, Warren W. Wearsby, W-I-E-R-S-B-E, if you want to check that out, W-I-E-R-S-B-E, Warren W. Wearsby. It's called Lonely People. It's been a really good read so far as I'm looking through it. And this is kind of where the idea for the podcast came from. But as, as we've looked at that, what this book does, it goes through certain situations of where people needed the Lord and and uh, dire situations in their life. And so it, it has a, a pretty cool take on on love and love from God's point of view. So what we want to do today is as we're looking through this, here's the take of where we want to go with it. Um, I've enrolled in God's school of love. I haven't been enrolled for too long, but I've enrolled in, in his school. And I hope that you want to enroll with me as we kind of go through this. But what he'll do through the scripture and through this text we're going to look at today as we study and as we talk and conversate, we're going to see that we have to think right about God's love. All right. I don't want y'all to miss that. All right. As we as we start this, we have to think right about God's love. Right. So here's where we're going with it. So let's look at uh, John chapter 11. John chapter 11, and here's where we're going with our podcast. John chapter 11. So obviously, you know that this is Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, understanding that Lazarus dies. So what are we going to see from Mary and Martha about how God loves them? So these points, now I just need you to flow with me, okay? These these points may seem confusing at first, but I think they're going to come together as we study more and as we go through this, okay? So just let's just study this, and I hope that you guys can see what I'm seeing here as we're we're conversating and, and going through this today. So lessons learned in God's school of love. You know, you think about when you are hurt, uh, when you're disappointed, 
when you're any type when you're in any type of pain, whether that's you or a friend or family or special someone, whatever you want to put there. When you see one of those people, when you see them hurt, what's your first reaction? I got to do something. I got to help. I got to say something. I have to provide something. I have to become something so that they won't feel the way that they feel. I, I just don't want them to feel that way anymore. And again, I'm not saying that that's wrong for us to do, but we have to think right. Remember, we're enrolled in God's school of love. What is he teaching us from this text? Here's what God teaches us, and we have to think right. Many times when we do that for each other, and that's that's well-intentioned, that's great, and we, sh- we shouldn't stop doing that. But God doesn't instantly just come to our rescue when things aren't going the way that you want it to go or the way you didn't picture it. So we have to think about his love correctly. So if you're used to everybody and everything that's ever come into your life, always dropping everything that they are doing so they can please you, you're going to be very disappointed with God because that's not the way he works. You see how this sounds confusing, but I want you to see from this text of where we're going. So here's here's number one as we're looking through this. So what lessons is God teaching Mary and Martha and me and you as we're studying and talking together? What lessons is he teaching us in his school of love about how he loves? Here's number one. The first lesson that he wants us to know about his love is that his love delays. God's love delays. So look at this. Look at John 11 and look at verse 5 and 6. Now, understanding the context, 1 through 4, Mary and Martha is introduced from Bethany and Lazarus dies because he was sick. So now after Lazarus dies, now, again, understanding here's a relationship. Jesus had a relationship with Mary and Martha, and he also had a relationship with Lazarus. So now Lazarus, his friend who he had a relationship with and cares about, and his family, Lazarus dies. So now what do you think your first reaction is, right, when that happens? Think about it. So now look at what Jesus does. Watch verse verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Now, as, as we're conversating this, I don't want you to forget verse 5. Verse 5 is our home base verse, all right? Remember, what, it, what does the text say? Jesus loved Martha, her sister, which was Mary, and he loved Lazarus. Now, what are we talking about? Lessons learned in God's school of love. We're, we're going to keep going back to verse 5, okay? So now, love delays. So watch verse 6. And when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he abode two days in the same place where he was. So now think about this. Jesus hears that Lazarus is sick. Lazarus is is dying. And as Lazarus is dying, Jesus doesn't come. So what do you think Mary and Martha are thinking? You were our friend. You said, verse 5, what does the text say? You love us. So why aren't you coming? Why, why aren't you coming? Why are you delaying this? Why are you delaying your arrival? How come you're not coming when we want you to come? How come you're not coming and why aren't you considering us? You know, when, when we love someone, we, we want to rush to their aid. And I'm not saying that we should stop. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't want to do that. But what are we learning? We're learning things from not us, not our perspective. We're learning things from God's perspective. 
So has something ever happened to you or something happening to you now where it hurt? It wasn't fun. It wasn't great. You're in the valley right now. Things are tough. Things are difficult. And it seems like God isn't coming. It seems like he's not there. It seems like he doesn't see. So if God feels that way about you, then what do we think about God? Well, God doesn't love me then. Here's the thing. We have to learn this from God's school of love. Sometimes God doesn't rush. He waits even when you're hurt. He waits even when you're hurting. Well, why does he do that? It doesn't make sense. Why would he do that? Think about Joseph. We've been talking about Joseph a lot here lately. Um, as as we, we've preached here at West End and Matt's preached here, he's talked a lot about Joseph. But as we're talking about Joseph, think about everything he went through. 13 years of delay, 13 years of things waiting and waiting and things going bad. So let's let's replace Mary, Martha, and Lazarus with Joseph in verse 5. Can we say that God loved Joseph too? Absolutely. But how come God didn't do anything? How come God didn't do anything? You see, sometimes, guys, in God's school of love, we have to think correctly about God. And just because God doesn't act for you right now or act for you because you've been praying intensely and really been praying from the heart and you've been doing things the right way and then he doesn't act in the way that you want him to act, it doesn't necessarily mean that, number one, God has to move. Because he says in, in Matthew chapter 7, ask, seek, and knock. But just because we ask, seek, and knock about things doesn't mean he's always going to give us what we want. He never guaranteed to give us what we want. But as a father in the book of Hebrews who chastens his sons, he will give us what we need. So now, why did, why did Jesus wait for Mary, Martha, and Lazarus? How come he didn't rush? Why didn't he just go directly to them? Because Jesus and God, their love, they see the bigger picture. How do we know that? Bump up to verse 4. Look at what the text says. And when Jesus heard that, heard what? Verse 3 says he heard that Lazarus was sick. So now verse 4, when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, watch what he says. This sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Let's be real for a second here, guys. Could it be possible that the Lord hasn't quote-unquote rescued you or the Lord hasn't quote-unquote given you everything you've wanted, everything you've asked for, everything you've prayed for, everything you've worked for, everything you're trying to become for yourself and for other people? Is it possible that he hasn't let you get there yet? And he's delayed for you because he understands that the son and God is going to be glorified in you, but it's not time. So in the meantime, what do we have to continue to do with our faith? Our faith has to continue to be tested and tried. So now what is faith? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. But if we don't think correctly about God, guys, we'll think because God's not doing something and dropping everything like every human being has to be if they're connected to me. If this human being, if these people are connected to me when I want them, they're basically going to have to drop everything and just give me my needs. So when God doesn't treat me like I want everybody to treat me, I'm just going to drop God like I drop everybody else. 
if that's the mindset that we have, guys, you're always going to think incorrectly about God. That's not how he moves. Sometimes God delays. But what's our home base verse? Verse 5. God, Jesus, loved them. So guess what love does sometimes, guys? Love delays. Let's take a quick side mission here, side point here. We'll get back to this text. But I want to give a quick message to those that are younger, that are getting into their teenage years, going up to to high school. I want to give a message to you guys. And the earlier you guys can get this, guys and girls, the better you're going to be. God's love delays. Don't be afraid to delay. What, What does that mean? A lot of times you can feel rushed to do things because other people rush you, because individuals rush you, because families rush you, because circumstances rush you. Sometimes, guys, it is best to delay. Now, that might make others mad. That might make families mad. That might make people mad. But sometimes what you got to do, you have to understand and you have to see the bigger picture rather than seeing just what you see right now. So sometimes, guys, it's important that we take this attribute from God in his school of love. And sometimes it's important for us to delay. Now, what are we doing in our delaying? We're praying. We're working. We're helping. We're serving. We're, we're, we're changing. We're doing all these things. Sometimes it's important to delay. So here's the thing that, that I've learned and hopefully you're learning and I see through scripture. Rushing has never helped anybody. So why does God not rush? Because God always understands the bigger picture. And God wants to be glorified in your life. So if you want to let God be glorified in you, don't be afraid of his delays. Ooh, that's real. Don't be afraid of God's delays. And I think a lot of times that's what we're the most afraid of. We're most afraid of his delays. So when we're afraid of delay, then guess what we'll do? What did Abram do in Genesis 16? I'm afraid that God delays his promise for me. So because I'm afraid of being forgotten and I'm being afraid of his delays, I'm going to make something happen. Here's the thing, guys. You can you can talk to, to 10 people and 10 times out of 10, if those people in their lives at one point said I needed to make something happen, all 10 regrets it. All 10. And we don't want to see you guys live your life in regret because you thought right now at whatever tender age that you're at, that you thought you had to make a move. Let your love delay. Just just like God, let it delay sometimes. Let it delay. So now, Joseph, there was delay. Abram, there was delay. Here's the thing we got to understand as we're talking about God's school of love. God loves us guys so immensely, but sometimes we don't think he loves us because we don't feel it. Or because we don't feel it, then we assume that God and others around us don't care. If we walk around life sometimes, guys, with this concept of God doesn't, I don't feel it, like I don't feel God's love, number one, you'll never understand it. And then two, when others around you that are here, when they show you love, you won't feel it either. So now you'll walk around making everybody else that you've ever met, you'll always make them the enemy. The enemy when it's actually you because you don't understand and we don't understand God's love. And if we don't understand his, we'll never understand someone else's. So now you'll always play the victim. That gets tiring, guys. 
Again, we got to understand this. Understand this first point from God's school of love. He's educating us here in John 11. So number one, God's love, guys, it delays. It delays. It doesn't just act because you want it. So we got we got to keep that in mind. Then number two, so now, what's our home base verse, verse five? And Jesus loved them. So because he loved them, what did he do? He delayed. It's not time. But it doesn't mean I don't love you, verse five. Then number two, love delays, but love also disappoints. What? What you mean love disappoints? How do we know that love disappoints? Now, remember, guys, I, I know I know it sounds like I'm repetitive, but I just want you to remember as we're walking through, if you're driving, if you're walking, I don't want you to forget this point. We're not seeing things from a human to human perspective. We're seeing things from God to us. Keep that in mind. So now his love delays, but his love also disappoints. How is that possible? Look at verse 21. So now Lazarus dies. And after Lazarus dies, after he's sick, verse number verse number three, watch verse 21. Now, Jesus, now it's time to go. Now I'll come see you. Now, verse 21, he goes into Mary and Martha's house. Then notice what Martha says in verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Hmm. Well, sometimes we just think Martha said that. But, you know, Mary said that, too. Jump down to verse 32. Then Mary came to where Jesus was. She saw him. She fell at his feet. And Mary said, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. You ever look back on things and you ever say to God, whether that's internally or through your prayers or through your own thoughts, Lord, if you just would have been there, I wouldn't have had to make that choice. If you would have been there, if I if I just would have knew that you were, if you just would have done something to show that you would have been there, I wouldn't have done that or done that or done that. You ever say, Lord, if you would have been there, if you just would have been there, things could have been so different. You know, Mary and Martha, what were they feeling here? Guys, Mary and Martha were hurt. Because what what were they viewing about God? You weren't there. But you loved us. You say you love us, verse 5. But you're not there. So how can you say you care about us, God? Remember, we got to think correctly, guys. Who We're not enrolled in a human-to-human love. We're enrolled in God's school of love. So what do we got to understand? Guys, sometimes, and please just listen to this point. The earlier you can get this, the better you will become in your view of God. God loves you so immensely, guys, that he will allow disappointment. He will allow it. He will allow hurt. He will allow pain. He will allow so many things to happen. But sometimes when God allows those things, then we, our view of God changes because he's letting it happen. God, why why are you just not doing anything? Why are you just letting this happen? So now if you look at this, Mary and Martha, what were they about the Lord here? Lord, you disappointed me. You should have been there. Why weren't you there? If you weren't, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. 
You know, you ever say that to God? If you just would have been there. If you just would have been there. But again, what's our home base verse? And Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Love, God's love sometimes disappoints. Let's go back to Joseph. 13 years from Genesis 37 to Genesis 50, what did Joseph face from 17 to 33? Disappointment after disappointment after disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. You guys, think about you in your life right now. Are you tired of feeling disappointed? Think about that. Think about that statement for a minute. Are you tired of constantly? It's almost like you, you emotionally put stock in things and people, and you're constantly tired of not getting that return. But then here's, here's another level to this. You're almost tired as a Christian. You're tired of putting that stock. And I'm not saying this isn't right because this is the right thing to do. This is the completely right thing to do. But sometimes do you get tired of putting that trust and stock in God and then year after year after year after year after year, it's the same movie. It's the same. So then what do we say like Mary and Martha? Lord, if you would have been here. Lord, if you would have been here. So here's the thing. We're, we're talking about God's school of love, guys. This is a hard course. This is a difficult course. But when we talk about his love, one thing that the Bible and this school of love is teaching me, not taught me, is teaching the ING. It's a continual thing. Here's This is crazy, guys, and I don't want you to miss this. One thing God is teaching me in his school of love is that sometimes disappointments lead to my dreams. Sometimes disappointment leads to my dreams. Now, what did, what did, what did Jesus say in verse 4? This sickness that he has, it's not going to lead to ultimate death, but it's going to lead to the glory of of God, that the son of God might be glorified thereby. So Jesus is still seeing the bigger picture here. So now guess what Jesus, this is crazy. Guess what Jesus is willing to do for you because he loves you enough, guys. He's willing to sacrifice and allow you to go through some disappointments so you can achieve his glory. He's willing to sacrifice that. Are you? Are you willing to go through those disappointments so that it could lead to glorifying God? Joseph was. Abram was. We'll see Mary, Martha, and Lazarus eventually were. But again, we have to view God correctly. Love delays, but love is also disappointing at times from God's perspective. So now, and on our view, Man, I'm, I'm so disappointed. Lord, if you just would have been there. Lord, if you just would have been there. But now here's number three, and we're going to tie all three of these together on this one. So sometimes God's love delays. But what does verse five say? But Jesus loved him. Sometimes God's love disappoints you. But what does verse five say? But Jesus loved them. But then number three, here's why. 
God's love is dedicated. That's why he delays and that's why he's willing to disappoint because he's extremely dedicated to you. How do you know that? You don't know my disappointments. You don't know what I had to go through. You don't know what people said. You don't know how how this happened. You don't you don't understand. So how are you going to say that his delays and his disappointments equals that he's dedicated to me? Let's keep reading the text. So now, I want you to think about this. How is Mary and Martha? How are they feeling at this point? Let's let's try to let's try to dive into the feeling. How do you think Mary and Martha are feeling right now? I say they feel pretty hurt. I say they feel disappointed. I say they feel grieved. They feel tired. They're full of regrets. They're looking at the past all the time. Does that sound like you? Are you closer to Mary and Martha than you think? Are you Mary and Martha right now in terms of your feeling? So now let's flip this. So let's see how God feels about them. Obviously, we've seen verse five. So that's his original dedication, right? Jesus loved them. But now let's look at this. This, Now, this is where the application gets so amazing. Now, watch verse 33 of John 11. So after all this happens, the Jews came to comfort Mary and Martha. But now we're at verse 33. Now, watch what the text says. Actually, let's jump to 32 to get some context. So when Mary was coming to Jesus and saw him, fell down on his feet and said, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Then verse 33, when Jesus, therefore, saw her weeping and Jesus saw the Jews weeping, which came with her, he groaned in spirit and he was troubled. So now, so sometimes we feel like when we suffer, And when God delays things and when God disappoints us sometimes, sometimes we feel like we're the only one in that relation, in that spiritual relationship that suffers. Well, God, you didn't have to go. You didn't. I mean, they didn't say this to you. They said it to me. You know, this happened to me, not you. But the things think about how crazy this is. The things that have happened to you. It's like they happened to Jesus. Why? Because he groaned with them. That word groan, it's a, it's a special word. It's almost like a it's almost like a vexation of spirit where you've it's almost like one heart feels the other one. It's almost like it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. It's almost like I feel exactly what you felt like. And so Jesus is so dedicated to you that he saw the delay, he saw the disappointment, but Jesus is there and he feels that with you. But then also, Jesus was troubled. It's con- It concerns him too. Jesus isn't in heaven. Well, it, it, it's, almost like it's, it's almost like this image of like a puppet master. Well, you just got to go through this. That's not, that's not the image that God paints. So now he groaned with them and he was troubled But then Jesus in verse 34 asked, where where is he? Where have you laid him? And then we hit verse 35. And verse 35, the smallest verse, but I think one of the most powerful verses in Scripture. What does the text say? And Jesus wept. Not only was he groaned in spirit to where one heart feels the other one, but now 
physically he cried to. I want you to think about this image for a minute. Imagine you had like a list, like like a scroll. Remember like those old like medieval scrolls? You know, you flap it down and it's like a giant list of something. Imagine you had a giant scroll. And every time you were hurt, disappointed, pained, grieved, whatever you want to put there, Jesus cried with you on all those dates that are on that. Now, I remember that. I cried with you that day. That hurt, didn't it? I remember that day, too. Well, yep, I remember that day. Imagine Jesus physically crying. God is, I want you guys, I don't want us to miss this. God is so dedicated to you that he will lead you to where you need to go, even if the road causes you to hurt. Now, sometimes we might not think that's not fair or not loving or not caring, but that's actually the most caring thing that he can do. Because if he would lead you down a road where he gave you everything, everything was always for you. I mean, he always dropped everything for you and you, there was no pain. There was no struggle. There was no nothing. That's not love. That's actually tolerance. And that's, that's not even love in in any form. But now think about this image. Look at Psalm chapter 56 real quick. Psalm chapter 56. And I want you to look at verse eight, Psalm 56, verse eight. And I want you to notice this verse on the brokenhearted. The text says here, the, oh, this is good. So now, again, understanding this, watch verse 8. So you tell my wanderings, meaning you know everywhere I've gone, everywhere I go, and you put my tears in a bottle. Are they not in your book? This is how much God loves you. Every tear you've cried, it's almost like God has a specific bottle with your name on it. And I've got water in here right now. You can, I mean, you can hear it. Imagine this bottle was every tear you've ever cried. And there's a label on here with your name on it. And it's almost like when you've cried and when you were disappointed, sometimes have you ever cried like in your car or by yourself or in your closet or as you're taking a walk or as it's it's just you? And it's almost like those tears that you've cried over the years, they're almost like neglected and they're not even, they're not even collected at all. God says, this bottle, I have a bottle with your name on it. And every single tear that you've cried, I've got it all in this bottle. And I've got it written down when it happened. And we say on our end, in God's school of love, we say on our end, God doesn't care. Have we said that lately? Man, God doesn't care. He, If he cared, he wouldn't have delayed this. If he cared, he wouldn't have disappointed me at this time. If he would have cared, he would have done those things. But he actually does. He actually does. So now I want you to look how this how this ends in John chapter 11. Let's go back in and then we'll give some application here as we close. But look at this as, as we close this conversation from John 11. So now what did he originally say in verse 5? Jesus loved them. But then what did he say in verse 4? That I delayed... I allowed this disappointment so that I could be glorified. So then watch what happens. Um, Verse number 40, Jesus said unto her, 
said I not unto thee that if you would believe that you would see the glory of God? But watch Jesus' prayer in verse 41. They took away the stone where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that you heard me, and I knew that you heard me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you have sent me. So look at what Jesus said. Jesus set this up in verse 4. What did he set up? <clears throat> many Jews were around that tomb. Were many Jews there with Jesus earlier in the chapter? No. Jesus delayed his coming, and he disappointed them, and he delayed so that he could have two more days to when he got there and he raised Lazarus from the dead, that more people would have the opportunity to believe. Now, would it have been a feat if it was just him, Lazarus, Mary, Martha, and the disciples? Absolutely, it would have been a, it would have been a feat. It would have been a miracle. But what was Jesus' mission? I came to seek and save the lost. So now Jesus, in his foreknowledge and understanding, I wait two days, I delay, there's disappointment. But on that third day, I will not only resurrect Lazarus, but more people will be glorified because of that. Sometimes God disappoints you, and sometimes God delays because he sees that maybe by your suffering and by what you've gone through, that he can be glorified on a bigger scale. You just had to wait. I just had to wait. It's powerful stuff, isn't it? It's powerful stuff from John chapter 11. Here's the thing as we close this, guys. God's school of love, as I've studied this and I'm studying it and I'm learning, not only from the scripture, first and foremost, um, this is a difficult education okay this is a very difficult spiritual education and i still have not graduated from this school yet in some ways with this university that we're in i'm actually just starting in some ways i'm actually just starting but the beauty of studying in god's school of love and understanding how he loves from his perspective the beauty of that, of studying with him one-on-one, -on -one, is the love that he has for me and his delays and his disappointments, and so I can see his dedication to me. His love that he has for me, I will have that for others too. And that's the goal, is to have that love that Jesus showed to me and that dedication that he has for me so I can give that out too. This is a difficult education, but I hope as we kind of look through this, guys, that you want to enroll in God's, in God's school of love. We got to think different. The way that he moves, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not ours. So we have to understand that sometimes there's going to be delays. Sometimes there's going to be disappointments and there's just going to be years and years and years and years and years where nothing's going to happen. You know, nothing's going to happen. And and sometimes you'll have hope. You know, sometimes you'll have high expectations. Sometimes you'll have, I don't even know the word, you'll have whatever that is. But sometimes, you know, you'll be disappointed. And then it leads to another delay. 
you know, and, and it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. But here's real quick, just as we close this, I want you to look at Romans 4 real quick because I'm getting ready to preach this uh, for a gospel meeting. Um, but I want you to look at Romans 4 because this is just fresh on my mind right now. Um, remember when Abram was promised that son in Genesis 12? Um, Romans 4, Paul writes about Abram. And he said that who against hope, verse 18, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Now, I want you to notice this part. Verse 22, therefore, because he was fully persuaded, verse 21, he staggered not at the promise, verse 20, through his unbelief, he was strong in faith and being not weak in faith, verse 19, watch this. So this is 25 years of doing verse 19, 20, and 21, being not weak in faith for 25 years, not staggering at the promise for 25 years, not having unbelief for 25 years, being fully persuaded, fully expected for 25 years. Verse 23, now when he got the son, now it was imputed to him for righteousness. It's almost like, guys, during your delays, and you might be younger, you might be older, right, a little a little older. Sometimes during his delays, here's what's, here's what's important. God collects. He collects year after year. And so year after year, whether you're 30, 40, 18, 20, 25, and you just waited and you've just constantly been through this, I like to call it this uh, – rotating door this rotating door of delay and disappointment just keeps happening you keep going in and out in and out in and out year after year just constantly god collects all that how do you know that because it was charged to abram for righteousness all those years that i waited all those years that i allowed it all those years that i delayed that son all those years that i disappointed him all those years I remember that, and I charge that to his righteousness. Guys, God remembers this. You're not going through this wheel. You're not going through this this revolving door for nothing. I know sometimes it feels like that, but you're not going through this revolving door for nothing. God remembers this. And through these years of how long you waited, X amount of years, for his delays and going through the disappointments, he remembers it and he charges it to your righteousness. And then this is what makes Abram so powerful. It was charged to his righteousness. My son is finally here. And then God says, give it up. That's the final test. And after he raises that knife, the angel stops him. And now God says, now I know. Now I know that you will command your house. So sometimes God's love Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but always remember verse 5 of John 11. Through the disappointments, through the delays, and seeing his dedication, Jesus loved Jordan. Jesus loved, put your name there.
So I hope you want to enroll in this school. I really hope this was able to give you some type of encouragement today as we kind of conversated through this and talked through this. Look at John 11 again. That was crazy. That was crazy. Looking at Mary and Martha, that, that's pretty crazy looking through that text. But I really hope that's able to help you guys and give you a level of encouragement as as it's given me. So thank you guys um, so much, man. I appreciate you guys and what you do. Again, reach out you know, if you need help and, and going through in prayer, whatever you guys need, you know, let me know and and uh, we, we can do that and provide that here when the scriptures become real. Um, again, we appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Um, Lord willing, we will see you. Oh, we'll have some guests. So I'll be at that gospel meeting next week, but hopefully I'll have a couple friends of mine on as, as we study next week. So we'll be looking for that uh, next week, Lord willing. So we'll see you guys, Sam. Thanks, guys.